Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. What's up, what's up? Welcome into the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. We're open. We're an open book. We're always open. Definitely. Any way you want to listen, that's fine with us. No judgment here. You can also find every episode on our Orange Zone YouTube page if you are watching. What's up from the Skycam? How we doing, folks? New episodes release weekly, unless you have an emergency pie like we did the other day with the Benny Williams news. So we invite you to like, comment, subscribe. It means a lot for you guys to be on this uh, journey with us and, and all you watching you listening commenting it all means the world and it just helps give us a, a bigger platform to do what we love which is talk about syracuse talk about of course these hoops teams right now and lawrence moton's here SU's all-time leading scorer we have samantha cross and we have rachel culver on the producer mike i'm tommy sladak and the big news that we're getting into right now is syracuse holds on by a thread to beat louisville 94 to 92 i think everyone including you guys, after that game went, whew, few. Yes. You needed to breathe for a minute. Yeah. Because in a way it did feel like, are they going to win this game? Are they not going to win this game? Tons of lead changes. But right off the top, I just have to say, Chris Bell, tougher than a $2 steak, man. <laughs> you were thinking about that line all night. I just, I just had to say it. He was the difference maker. Mm -hmm. He was the reason, in my opinion, why they won that game. I mean, he was ice cold from three point, but he also, you know, that block at the end, that I mean, that really, that was, that was the play of the game. But I felt like even with a limited crowd, which there was last night, let's be fair, um, when, he, when he sunk that last three, I mean, that's what got the crowd hyped up more than anything. And I, I, you could feel that obviously he knew he was cooking, but he was like, give the ball to me. I want the ball in my hands. And I'm telling you, I think every single person in that building knew when he shot that three, it was going in. Moen, what did yeah, you think yeah. of the whole thing? First of all, uh, good win. We'll take it. It was a very, very uh, close game all throughout. You know, uh, Louisville really came to play. And it started off, you know, when they jumped out on us and it was nine to two. And one of the things I noticed that I really give Adrian credit for is he went zone. Mm -hmm. The yes, man sir. to man, the man to man defense was not there. Guys were getting pick, pick and rolls. It was, they were just making it look too easy um, on offense, Louisville that is. But when he went to zone, it kind of made them stagnant and, and they were kind of guessing where to be at certain times. So, Kudos to Adrian on that on that coaching style at that point because in times you have to be able to adjust. Um, like Sam said, Bell played his played played the lights out. You know, shot the ball very very well. Um, was aggressive all too. There was times that he drove and had some couple of pull ups. I, I, I remember a reverse layup, and he can do that. Mm -hmm. He's not just a three point shooter. You know, I've talked to him about that. You know, um, don't live on that line. 
be able to drive and create because he's six seven. He's so, athletic. Yes, he's, athletic. he's athletic. So, mm -hmm. so use that. And, and, and to Justin also, I, I can say that I watched this guy. You know, he he hasn't been hitting his shots, but he's six six two fifteen two twenty. Drive the ball, Justin. Drive the ball. But overall, um, we'll take it. We needed it after these last two losses to Boston College and West Wake Forest. And uh, it's good to get back on the winning track. Definitely go back to get on the winning track. Big time. And, and it's funny looking back at it, right, because Bell was, you know, Autry benched him for a good five, six minutes in that second half. Yes. And I believe Judah was a part of that as well. And it was yeah. exactly what he had been talking about, talking right. about the effort, talking about the energy. Right. And clearly what he was seeing from them, he wasn't liking it. Because yes. let's be honest, you know, they're both have had at times if anyone's been watching these games have been slow to get back on defense yeah. you could see the coaches wanting to pull their hair out at yeah, it yeah. and whatever message that sent it worked on bell because that block that sam mentioned in the final yes. minute yes you know that for for his 30 points for his career high for his mm -hmm. eight threes that block came with so much aggression yes and when he finished up you know what he did he looked right down at coach yeah, yeah. and he was shaking his head and it flashed to autry so shout out the acc network for really good camera work but they flashed autry and he was like this yeah. but you could just you could feel that connection i got mm -hmm. chills a little bit because mm -hmm. you could feel that that those conversations i'm sure that they've been having yeah. all yeah. season yeah. really came to fruition in that moment and, and he stepped up man and i think we only all got to say this now more absolutely we more need, we need to see more of that from bell and that's what irritates us sometimes when a guy scores 30 or 25 against co 24 against colgate and then for three straight games he has five four and one yeah you know right. it, it kind of frustrates us because we see we know he's very talented and he, and he can give us those nights where he's dropping 20 and and and, and 30 points but um another thing i'm just happy like i said that we won this game because when I was sitting watching the game, I was getting kind of mad at Adrian that he wasn't in. Mm -hmm. When you're on fire, no matter what, you got to play 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he should have played 40 minutes last night. Just me personally and being a former coach, um, I would have let him play. Got to let him cook? Got to let him cook. Yeah. Got to let him cook. It was sort of surprising. I thought that too when mm -hmm. he was sitting on the bench. But mm -hmm. you actually mentioned something that I had on a list of questions I wanted to ask you. You said you were happy that you saw them in the zone. Yes. And I had been thinking a lot about that. Like from your standpoint, mm -hmm. obviously for a while this team was zone only. Then there was a lot of no man's the answer and mm -hmm. fans want to see man and let's commit to something different. But there also feel like there are games where they're trying everything yes. and nothing is working. Yeah. Like if you were in Coach Autry's position, what defense do you think they should be playing or is it situational? Well, it's no question that we're a man-to-man -man team. You know, this is Adrian's team and that's his style. But there's going to be times where you have to adjust also. And that was at that time when I was watching the game, it was the perfect moment to adjust and kind of it slowed down Louisville and it, and it kind of made them start second guessing themselves because at the beginning of the game, they jumped out on us. And I really felt if we, if we would have stayed in that man, it might've got ugly. Big time. And looking at the, the full team, right? There were some other stats here that stuck out and, and, you know, Judah kind of a, one of his quiet 21-point games, which we call the Judah free throw line games, right? And and he still is struggling a little bit from the line. So for him, for, for Syracuse to really go on a run here, he needs to be, I think, 
super locked in and at a really high percentage from the free throw line because he's getting there. Starling continues to impress me. He has really just found his groove here as the seasons continue. I think the last five, six games, he's averaging 18-plus points per game, and they need that, right? They need to have those guys step up, especially when when – players like Justin Taylor that are starting are are out of that groove. And then Malik Brown, Rachel pointed this out to me last night, one of the rarest feats in college basketball. And this was so under the radar because of Bell's game. (laughs) He had what's called the third five and five game across D1 in the last 15 seasons, courtesy of Jared Burson on X. 11 points, nine rebounds, six blocks, five steals, and five assists. What do you think that says about him as a player? Well, what I think that says about him, first of all, he's a um, he's a ball hawk. You know, he he's just around the ball at the right place at the right time. And you know, looking at that, that's that's what we call a stat stuffer. You know, he just does things. He just does his job. Honestly, Malik, I feel should be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he does very well, and, and I take a little poetry in that, he lets the game come to him, and he plays within the game and. That's one of the things that I, I can honestly say about him uh, that I like. Um, we're starting to see that second score in J.J. Remember when we said a consistently? Yes. A guy who can score consistently. And J.J. looks like he's trying to be that guy. And, and uh, we're going to need that. You know, in order for us to be successful, uh, definitely Judah and J.J. are going to have to be very well on their games. And we're going to have to get points out of those guys. And everybody else just does their job we've we've hit on the good sam i'm coming to you for this also i need I to, was just about I need to, to say address that. the elephant in the room if people are, oh no you can't no see you it. can't see it all right, all right i was really in my head because i spilled water all over my shirt no. i'm this, like folks watching at home are just going to be thinking about the stain but we're brown today <laughs> good. this is good this isn't like the neck pimple that's not the that neck pimple. That needed to be addressed. <laughs> that needed to be addressed. Everyone at home. Were they you there actually, for that episode? I, I don't think I was there for that. YouTube had to put a parental advisory on it. Oh, yeah. Saying <laughs> no kids you. are allowed to watch for Listen. graphic content. <laughs> but Sam, I'm coming to you. We talked about the good here. We obviously need to hit on the bad. <laughs> and it's one big word right now, and that is Syracuse's Rebounding. defense. Okay. And re- <laughs> <laughs> but the rebounding is a part of it because you love saying it, the wolf. This was a woof. This was woof. Yeah, I don't know the exact. They were they were out rebounded something by the ratio of two to one. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Woof. Forty to twenty one. And it in a way, it's one of those things where you feel two different things at the same time, right? It's like, how did they win a game when they got out rebounded <laughs> yes, by that yes. much? Nice. Okay. A win is a win, right? And also, part of it, I think, too, is some of those hustle plays, is some of those Malik Brown steals. Like, it's some, it's some of those things they were doing in transition that I think they did a good job with. But the defense, I mean, really on, on both sides. Like, there, there were times last night, just from even the shooting standpoint, like legitimately being on the sidelines and using my camera, I'm like, well, I better not stop this recording now because I know that something else is about to happen right now. Very back and forth game. And again, like, the offense, I felt, looked better than it had in the past few games. For sure. But but the defense, you know, like I feel like a lot of defense in basketball but really just in any sport is heart. Like it's it's effort, it's mm-hmm. hustle. Absolutely. And I'm 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 not seeing as much of that as I need to or want to see. Poetry, how do we fix this, man? I I, I agree with Sam uh, wholeheartedly. Um effort is very important when you want to play defense and and also understanding your role within the defensive principles. Is very important you know um 
you can't have four guys playing defense and one guy break down. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all, that's all it takes, right? That's all mm-hmm. it takes. Everybody has to be on the same page. And once they figure that out, you know, um, it'll help us and, and, and we'll be more successful. But rebounding the ball is going to be key for us uh, going further uh, with these next couple of games. And just that inside presence uh, is going to be missed. You know, losing Benny is definitely going to be missed. Just having a big 6'9", 220 body. And, you know, I was looking at the team last night, you know, and just not seeing him there. We look small. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, we, we, we look small. And, and let's not forget about McLeod, another seven-footer who hasn't been playing in a couple of uh, weeks. So Yeah, closer to eight feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to uh, give it our all and, you know, put more effort into it, like Sam says, because um, – at the end of the day, you can miss all the shots in the world, but that has nothing to do with your defense. And I've always been in the – someone said it years ago, years and years and years ago at like a basketball camp. And I remember it was an AU team, and we were, we were on the smaller side. Yeah. And practice was all about conditioning because mm-hmm. he said, he's like, you guys are not big. Right. But he's like, what's the way that we're going to be able to beat these bigger kids? He's like, we're going nice. to be quick yeah. and we're going to run them up and down the floor. Yeah. And that to me is kind of what we're seeing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. last night I joked that it was like the pacer test for middle yeah. school. Yeah. Doing yeah. the beat, yes. it was back and forth. And yeah. they were able to, end of the day, outpace them yes. by one lap, by aka one lap. two points. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But the issue is, is every time it seems like they're scoring – it's the quickest basket at the other end. Yeah. And that's what these other coaches must be doing. So with Benny gone and let's let's transition into it. It obviously was he was obviously missed on that sense, mm-hmm. especially against these bigger teams. You look ahead to Clemson, PJ Hall, they have big dudes down there that are going to be an issue for them. From what you saw last night, whether it was Peter Carey's time in the game, um, you know, Copeland, even though he's more kind of when he's out there, seems to be running the point. He's still mm-hmm. a bigger body. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we have a solution in your mind that, that you think is going to be the, the best recipe? Or do you think it's going to be a mix for keeping up with these bigger teams? Yeah, well, each game is different, and, and you have to adjust um, to how the game goes. And like I said, back to Adrian, I thought he did a great job of going to zone during that particular time. But, yeah, um, Clemson is a very uh, big team. I've checked them out for a couple of uh, games, and, and, and they have nice size, and they have good inside presence. And then they also have a guy that played here that's coming back to try to stick that He sounds familiar. Us. Yeah, <laughs> Gerard, you know, and he's been playing pretty well. And I, I thought about it also, you know, when I looked at him, you know, at Clemson, and then he's he, he coming back here. You know, I know he's going to try to stick it to us, which is fine. That's, that's what's supposed to be done. But uh, I looked at it and I was like, should he have stayed with us? Mm-hmm. And and because and I, I, as far as just being that, that true sniper, guy that can truly consistently hit that three ball, we haven't had that. Even though Bell had a good game last night, consistently we haven't had that guy to truly knock it down night in and night out. And I think they thought Justin was going to be that guy. Right, right. But it is sort of funny because I feel like you sometimes don't know what you have until it's gone. Mm-hmm. I do feel like when Gerard was here, maybe, and there was reasons why, but not mm-hmm. everybody really appreciated him in that light, mm-hmm. the way that now it's sort of like, oh, well, he's doing, he's doing pretty good in his new relationship yeah. kind of thing, you know? And I think a part of the issue, too, is people looked on paper and said, okay, well, 
if Judah, JJ, and Joe are all here, someone's coming off the bench. Yes. And I don't think any yes. of those three yes. were going to be happy with that situation. Absolutely. Um, and with the way Syracuse is defending three-pointers, that's the thing, too. He could help on offense. I don't know if he would be a solution defensively right. to fix mm -hmm. what we're right. seeing, exactly. right? That's a good point. And, like, I mean, we got to talk about it. Louisville was – Came in dead last and made threes per game in the ACC. Yes. Five per game. Right. They had six in the first half. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's this constant week in and week out. We've been hearing the you know the broadcast team be like, this guy's had two threes all season. He's right, got right, four right, in the right, first right, ten right, minutes. Right, right, right. It is <laughs> right. keeps happening. Right, right, and right. that, to me, is not okay. It's this guy's big night. Mm -hmm. It's Syracuse's defense not picking up the slack and closing out on those shooters. Yes. Definitely. I totally agree with that. And a part of it is also you can't you can't let teams and players get hot, get hot. Like I feel like once once a couple of those shots go in, now all of a sudden it inspires everybody else. Heck everybody yeah. gets confidence. Shots lead to more shots. So I think that's the thing is nipping it in the bud right away. And like you said, a part of that is pressuring out and figuring out what is going to be the right defensive solution. But that may take a little bit of time because again, things keep changing. Of course, just even from an emotional standpoint, you know, and that's kind of what, what Coach Autry was talking about last night. But I do understand his point that after, you know, saying goodbye to a teammate, in a way, it is impressive that just a few days later, they were able to find that hard and find that hustle and be able to pull out the win despite the fact that it wasn't pretty, quote unquote. What uh, was your reaction to Benny going? Cause I don't think you were too surprised. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Benny, you know, is someone who I know personally. I know his family. You know, he's truly a good kid. But at times, you know, uh, in this game, you have to be a team player, and, and you have to know your role, and you have to respect that. And there were times that you know things weren't going right, and and mentally he would break down. So it's all about being mentally strong and trusting in your ability and at times you know he just was in and out it was too much like a light switch and, and I'm not a light switch guy and you know I, I want the same person that I'm, I, I know that's going to go into the fire with me and be there for me during certain situations and it was just too much uh, up and down with Benny you don't know you, you didn't know which elevator he was going to stop on mm. you know so uh, we wish him well you know um I hope the best for him, whatever decision or wherever else he goes. He's still here in school right now. But uh, in the future, you know, guys do better other places. And then guys don't do better other places. So you'll never know. I just, it's just sad that uh, somebody like that with so much potential, you know, coming, coming here to Syracuse, top 50 in the country, mm -hmm. coming out of high school, you know, we expected a lot from him. And sometimes... Uh, when you expect a lot from a person and they're not mentally strong, they don't give you what you expect. Now, I did have a question, too, just in thinking about this decision and how Coach Autry came to it. Because I will say, last night in the press conference, there were a couple of times where he was talking about it where I could feel him have to kind of stop for a few seconds because I felt like he was potentially going to get emotional, too. You know, mm -hmm. like that's a tough decision to make. Mm -hmm. But... But doing that in his first year, I do think sends some kind of a statement or a message. And what do you think that that message is? Oh, it's no question uh, that sends a message. And the message is my way or the highway, you know, and that's what needs to be done as a, as a, a new coach. And you have to create your style and, and people have to buy into what you're saying. And if you're not buying in, you got to go. Plain and simple. This is not a 
we're not in the time of spoiling these kids and giving them what they want because they are, to me, they're already spoiled. To me, they don't work hard enough at times. They already expect things instead of fighting the next person. They'll leave and, and go on the transfer portal because they're not getting their way. So it's a different breed now. It is what it is. But he definitely has to buy into what the coaches say. There we go. Well, 15 and 8 this team is. 6 and 6 ACC. You know, it's funny because I'm, I'm looking at social media this morning and you see the big charts, right? Kind of, you know, the junkies looking ahead to March Madness and, you know, they're out, but they're in, they're still in that list, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And 15 and 8 sounds pretty good. It's not terrible. You know, this team's normally historically in a better spot at this point in the season, but they're not out. There's a chance for them to make a run. But with the way the defense is playing, there's there's no shot of that run happening when they take on these bigger opponents. Yeah. It can it can happen against Louisville, but the, the defense the defense needs to change. The preventing transition baskets after they're scoring needs to change. Rachel Culver, let's bring you in numbers. Hello. Rachel Numbers Culver. <laughs> what's six what's what sticks out to you overall? What's been on your mind about this team in the last 24 hours? Mm, I'm looking ahead. I'm looking ahead to next week. I'm Love looking that. ahead to Clemson. I'm looking ahead to UNC. Um, speaking of those two teams, they actually just played each other. Clemson got UNC there at go. UNC. Which is huge. After UNC beat Duke. So call that a Duke hangover. Call it whatever you want. Clemson got the best of one of the best teams in the country, and now they're coming here. So they have a lot to prepare for. And you know that Gerard's going to have an extra fire under him, and because of that, the whole team is. So that's what I'm thinking about personally. Could Gerard go for 30 the way that this team's defending the three? <sighs> I'm, like, I'm like looking at his face up here on the <laughs> roster like it's going to tell me something. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, it would be a heck of a story if he did, <laughs> but I certainly hope not. Yeah, I think we could yeah. expect – Crowd-wise, mm. what do you what are you guys thinking is going to happen? Well, you know what I think, you know, and this is just me personally. Um, mentally, you have to get into Joe's head because he's coming, he's coming, and he's going to try to shoot as many shots as he can. Me personally, I'm going to give him a hard foul. I'm mm. going gonna, gonna to take that foul. I'm going to try to get in his head. That's the old school you know? Biggie yeah, Center guy. Old school Rachel. Old <laughs> school. Old school. Yeah, yeah, gotta, it's called use them or lose them. You know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to use about two of them. <laughs> and, and he's going to fill it. So next time he's open, even if I'm not there, he's going to be second guessing himself. You know, because he's going to try to give us his all. You know, after, like Rachel said, he they won in North Carolina and he had like 21 points and he made five threes in that game. So. Right. He's coming to play, but I think if we truly do what we have to do, uh, we will win the game. Uh, we have been protecting our home, even though we lost a tough one to Florida State at home. Uh, we were, what, 11-1 and one at home, I think. It's really year, good. Something like that. It's a that, really good record. You know, and, and these next two games are going to be – these next two games are going to be very important for us um, as far as um, – taking it to the next level and getting those quad one wins and getting a, a hopefully an NCAA chance. Big time. Same but, yeah. sorry, no. this is what I was going to say. Fans, we need you there. I watched the game last night on TV, and it was a lackluster from the fans mm -hmm. and the fan support. You know, truly, people need to understand, you guys have a lot to do with team success. I always tell people that, so understand what I'm saying. Fans have a lot to do with team success. So we need you out there to support us 
to make us play better and give it our all. There we go. And I mean, I, that's it right there. And I think with Joe there, you're going to see a lot of fans there. And, you know, I'm interested to see in terms of how they how they welcome him home. Yes. I, I was thinking the same thing. I have a theory. What's All your right, theory? I'd go love ahead. to hear it. My theory is, in, and this is what I think it should be. End of the day, this dude from upstate New York decided to stay in upstate New York and play for the team that he grew up rooting for, and he gave four years here. He gave four years. Some of those years were tough. End of the day, there was a sweet 16 in there. But after that, he's just like any other player on Clemson. Mm -hmm. I think there should be a respect factor. I think there should be – I expect there to be some cheering for him. But when that game starts, he's now in a Tiger uniform. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think it's going to be. That's kind of what I think too. Like it wouldn't surprise me to hear some cheers or some clapping in the beginning. But I think Syracuse fans just love Syracuse too much to be – you know, to be rooting for anything else other than that. Yeah. So there's a day. There's yeah. some a little bit of – there's some people that fun. are offended by it. Mm -hmm. Like that's just sports, yeah, you know. sports. Yep. And to be a Syracuse fan, this is what I need from you. I need you to boo him. Look right him. here. Look right here. Bro. I need you to. I need you to <laughs> boo him. I need you to boo Joe Girardi. How do we just get to this? I need you to just understand that where he left was the, was the the home of the Kings here in Syracuse. So we need to boo him and mentally get in his head so he can go one for ten from the three. So once that game starts, Here's all bets theory. are off. Here's my theory. <laughs> I think he checks into the game. Like, when they call his name, like, the lights are off in the dome. All that's happening. Everybody's running down, slapping everybody's hands, you know. Joe Girard, yada, yada, yada. I think that's where you see the applause. Yes. And then I th anything that goes well for him, I think it's game over. I think yes. he's getting the entire dome <laughs> against him. Every time he touches the ball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I mean, it's, we'll see how Otto's Army performs. That's we'll right. See. Any final thoughts? I just love the way he just looked into the camera. Yeah. Like we we yeah, need monologues we? like that from you more frequently. <laughs> okay. Can we get that one more time? Yes. Do that. Boo him. <laughs> Boo him, Syracuse fans. We Remember what I said. You guys have a lot to do with team success of the university and all sports. Dream thumbnail right there. That is a good thumbnail. Expect to see your face on YouTube. <laughs> Should I do a point too? Yeah. Let's, all, let's actually all do it. All right. Point. Point. point and then we already got moments that's for sure okay <laughs> <laughs> all right that's our show cool. thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll be back next week and probably back next wednesday i think north carolina's tuesday so we should be back to our regular wednesday show um and we'll have two games to talk about which will be exciting so all right thanks tommy slade Ax, samantha cross and lawrence moton rachel culver we're out of here peace